Bam 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 Welcome back, everybody, to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. <laughs> Misty and I are straight up doing Madonna moves from, um, uh, what was that song where she was like, don't go for a second best, baby, put your lo-. I don't know the name of it. But you know the song, Yes, right? I do. Oh, God, I was just about to be so sad. No, anyway. I do. No, don't worry. I know Madonna. I was there. It's all happening. Thank you. Express Yourself was the name of the oh, song. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing that comb bra, right? Yes. 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 Okay. That's Misty Stinnett. I'm Lisa Linky. You know the deal. It's not our normal <laughs> weekly review. This is a weekly beef on Tuesday. We're going to get into some different stuff. We have a cool, short, fun episode for you today. Misty. Listen. Lisa's in business mode right now. I have my hard boss ass pants on. She's wheeling. She's dealing. She's a boss. She's an ass. Let's do this. I like to call myself Bass. (laughs) Um, Lance Bass and I. Guys, last episode. All genders. That's right. Um, Misty uh, read us an article about emotional labor. I did. And and the mental load. And somewhere in the deep crevices of my sociology (laughs) degree from many years ago, I remembered the concept of emotional labor, and I'm here to clarify because the person who coined the term emotional labor, it was um, a sociologist named Arlie, uh, what is her name? Arlie Hoschild says we're using it wrong. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're doing this because while I was reading that article and every time I talk about it, I get confused and I don't, I, I sitting here before you right now, I don't know the difference between emotional labor, and the mental load. Well, I'm here to help you out. Tell me everything. So Arlie Hochschild created this term, emotional labor, in her book um, from 1983. It was called The Managed Heart. And it's referred to the work of managing one's own one's own emotions that is required by certain professions. For example, flight attendants had to keep a smile on their face even when they were being berated by unruly customers. And likewise, bill collectors had to be aggressive and threatening on the phone even if they didn't feel that. So that's emotional labor. It refers to, yeah, um, uh, Let's see. Let's see. And, and then they're saying that, like, how in recent years now this search term is up and people are using it um, incorrectly. Um, so it is emotional labor? N- no, they're using that term incorrectly. Oh. And she says she's horrified at this idea of concept creep, which is a new term that I loved. <laughs> so, um, so people, one of the biggest shifts is that this conversation about um, emotional labor is moving into the home, right? People are using it to talk about in the home, mm, emotional labor. Mm-hmm. And it's been, you, like like you mentioned, it's been used to refer to everything from keeping mental to-do lists to writing Christmas cards, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So when she says, well, what is emotional labor? She says, emotional labor, as I introduced in the term, the managed heart, is the work for which you're paid, which centrally involves trying to feel the right feeling for the job. Mm. This involves evoking or suppressing feelings. Some jobs require a lot of it, some a little of it. Um, like a therapist yes. can't lose their shit in the middle of a session. Teachers, nursing home attendants, child care workers. Oh. The point is that while you may also be doing physical labor and mental labor, you are crucially being hired and monitored for your capacity to manage and produce a feeling. 
Same for wait staff. Yes. So mm-hmm. her her idea is, and her complaint, her chief complaint is that, listen, when we start to allow this to be describing of something that is not paid, we really devalue its skill set. Right. As a skill set, we devalue it. She says it makes it makes the thinking blurrier. She's like, on the whole, I love that people are exploring this realm, but you know, she's like, I, she said the thing I read that said even the work of calling the maid to clean the bathtub is too much. It's burdensome. <laughs> she said, I feel that there is really in this work no social class perspective. There are many more maids than there are people who find it burdensome to pick up the telephone to ask them to clean your tub. Mm. So then. Um, People were asked, they did like a quick lightning round of like, is this or is this not? And basically, somebody said, is it emotional labor to ask your husband to do the chores in a nice way so it doesn't hurt his feelings? And she said, it depends on how the the partner feels to begin with. It could be effortless. Hey, sweetheart, can you handle Thursday? Sure, it's on my list. That's not emotional labor. Right. Right? Right. So I just wanted to, A, make some use of my sociology degree. Thank you. It's <laughs> and, still there, still working for you. And B, make sure that we value this skill set of emotional labor. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like with the mental load, mm-hmm. sometimes there is an intersection where the mental load requires emotional labor to have a delicate conversation with someone or seem upbeat and happy about the way somebody fucked up the grocery run or dinner because you're trying to maintain a relationship in a growth mindset or something like that. Yes, although from a true like sociologist oh, definition, it. it's not paid labor. Right. Which you could get into the argument that domestic work should be paid labor, but that's a whole right. other ball of wax. Right. So a teacher cannot have a meltdown in the middle of class because their job is to keep the kids safe mm-hmm. and controlled mm-hmm. to an extent, mm-hmm. right, in a controlled environment, mm-hmm. and so has to sort of, hi, welcome, or, or gosh, I know, my sister with parent-teacher conferences, very draining because you have to deliver everything That's right. in a certain way, and she's being paid for that work. It is part of her job. Yes. Right? And things have changed, but, like, think about in the 70s, flight attendants were called stewardesses, mm-hmm. and they were... Uh, probably uh, physically assaulted. I'm sure. Much more and still had to keep a smile Mm -hmm. on their face. Mm -hmm. They had to go get a man to handle an unruly passenger, even if they were the most senior person. So that was the kind of emotional labor that they were having to do all the time. Right. So to think about it as emotional labor, I think... um, and, and really what you're paid for gives it a skill set, gives it a value, and gives it something that we would quantify and and pay versus a mental load in a relationship like you were really eloquently describing, which is when I say I'm going to the store, do you need anything? And you say, nope, I'm good. You've abdicated all responsibility. Yeah, mental load. A mental load. So yeah. uh, not that – and but people are using them interchangeably, mm-hmm. so I don't think – people are incorrect in using it. I just also think we might be losing some of the value of the actual term of emotional labor. That's really interesting. I think if we called it mental labor and emotional labor, it might, well, maybe that's still kind of fuzzy, but I get it. Yeah, Lisa, thank you so much for walking us through that. That's, That's really interesting. Thank you. I feel like my mental load was worth it. And I feel like the emotional labor I have to expend to sit across from you each week is worth it. 
is worth it, mm-hmm. um, especially because it's not technically emotional labor because we're not paid for the podcast. So <laughs> thanks. Oh, and by the way, thank you to everyone who has been writing reviews yes. and subscribing and rating. We're seeing them. Yes. We're seeing all the positive. We're seeing all of that great critical feedback. I posted one of the reviews on Instagram. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Um Anyway, we see all those reviews. We love it. Thank you for engaging. It means a lot to us. Yes. And everybody, life life is is abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.